Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Tuesday the 24th of May. Today I am joined by Apollonia Vlasova, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Apollonia. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Peter? Uh, very well, thank you. So it looks like we've got sound. We've had some sound problems today. Um, so <clears throat> let us uh, let us get straight into it. What um, story did you find most uh, interesting in today's Watson's Daily? To be quick. Um, no, not really. But, uh, the story that I picked up on was the SEC, the US SEC fining Bank of New York Mellon's investment management division yeah. um, a $1.5 million for allegedly misleading investors by emitting yeah. information about ESG is an environmental, social, and government um, investment considerations. Uh, for mutual funds that it managed. Um, essentially, it alleged that the ESG, oh, sorry, the um, the bank didn't um, go through necessary ESG quality reviews before mm-hmm. it um, labeled certain funds as, you know, as ESG friendly. Yeah. Um, this is very important at the moment because it's firstly the first time that the SEC imposes a fine um, regarding ESG statements. But mm-hmm. secondly, it comes just two days before the agency uh, proposes rules to tackle greenwashing, which mm-hmm. is what's happening here, which are aimed to address the current inconsistency and ambiguity in the sustainable funds industry. Um, yeah. The industry, by the way, for contacts has now boomed to almost $3 trillion. Yeah. So it's massive. And you obviously see a lot of um, accusations of greenwashing because a lot of funds just kind of slop the ESG sticker on without necessarily <laughs> checking what's in there um but also it 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 comes at a time when there's still a lot of inconsistencies between different um reporting criteria. so there is um currently in the process for example the uk was recently the first one to make esg disclosures mandatory um based on uh i'm not going to do the whole thing (laughs) task force and climate related financial disclosures um Mm. guidance (laughs) that a lot of other um agencies are also trying to base their their guidances on yeah um this will be a bit of a shock to the u.s companies because um specifically in the environmental terms because um very very few of them actually still disclose scope one and two emissions much less scope three emissions for example in the environmental terms right Mm. so this will be quite a shock to the u.s companies to have to disclose that but in even in my opinion bigger hurdle for um um for asset managers because mm-hmm. um unless there is a unified framework where everyone can see what where every what essentially different companies could be assessed um using the same benchmarks it's very difficult to really say what's esg and what's not we've seen mm. previously in the year for example tesla being thrown out of the esg ranks mm-hmm. with but defense stocks gaining a potentially new esg standing so it's, mm. it's difficult in those terms um, and potentially might also conflict with fiduciary duties of professionals such as asset managers to their customer, to their uh, clients. So anyway, this was a very quick recap of the news. What do you think, Peter? Yeah, I mean, I think that obviously ESG is is very much of, of the moment. Has Well, I say of the moment. I mean, it has been for the last 
<clears throat> last few years, really. But um, I think that this is interesting um, from the fact that uh, from the principle, because let's be honest, one and a half million dollars is and, and this is one of the only times you'll hear me say this, but it's not a lot of money. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. if someone gave me uh, one point five million dollars, <laughs> um, I would say, well, that's a lot of money. Thank you very much. Um, but it's not, you know, in the scheme of things and as a fine, I mean, you probably that's probably someone's bonus. You know, like one person's mm-hmm. bonus or something. Not, not, not everyone gets that, by the way. But anyway, um, but yeah, you know, it's not very much. But I think it's the principle of the thing. Um, and who knows? I mean, this could now. You, you wonder whether this this could provide the precedent, and this could potentially open the floodgates um, to more companies being fined for just, you know, lazily calling um, their um, funds uh, sort of ESG compliance. No. Yeah, that's what the new guidance is based on, is the 2001 naming rule, which mm. essentially requires funds to invest at least 80% of their assets mm. um, in something that relates to the name. So if you call something ESG sustainable, low carbon, that sort of thing, you yeah. would have to prove that it, at least 80% of your assets are in fact that. Yeah, um, but so the yeah. other 20 could be in high carbon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> just, just to give um, you some performance, maybe, but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's interesting, though, um, and I think that's the SEC obviously trying to throw its weight about. Um, I think it's a, it's a good thing um, if, if it sticks uh, and if it, if it works. Um, I mean, it's just good for the environmental lobby, for sure. Um, and it's probably ultimately it is good for investors in the sense that if if um, uh, companies like uh, you know Bank of New uh, BNY Mellon um, are um, are punished, then it means everyone else is going to try to make sure that um, you know they they stay within the rules. I mean, one and a half. Unless million... they're just willing to pay it one and a half. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say. Um, I mean, at the moment, that really is not, you know, one, 1.5 million is neither here nor there um, for, for, um, for these companies. So it might not be enough of a disincentive, um, but that's not to say that they don't want to be the next company that's made an example of. And they're mm-hmm. given a $1.5 billion uh, fine mm-hmm. for misstating um, information. So um, I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a move. I think it's a move forward for the ESG movements. Um, it's not going to you know it's it's it is like i say it's not it's not the definition and actually talking about definitions i think the main thing that really um lots of investors companies you know want they want clarity on this thing you know the fact is you know esg is just i mean it sounds it's one i keep saying this it sounds really simple it's not simple what one person's esg is not someone else's Mm -hmm. um and so i think that companies and investors they want certainty in an uncertain world, they literally want to go, okay, is this ESG? Is it not ESG? Is it? Is it? It's almost a bit like, actually, I don't know, this is one of my weird analogies that I come out with every now and again. It's a bit like when you're doing your recycling, okay? You're thinking, is this recyclable or is it not recyclable? And you have to think of which, you know, which bin to put it in. Um, the same kind of thing here, because you could say, well, you know, that should go in the recycling bin. But then, uh, like, it could be, let's say it's a Pringles container, for instance. You go, well, that, you know, maybe, you know, the container goes in the goes in the recycling. But then you think, well, oh, but no, but does it, though? Because, of course, you know, it's not just cardboard. It's got a, like a, I don't know, um, silver thing going on in there as well to keep everything um, uh, crispy, I suppose. Um, and... 
you know, and so actually when you break it down, actually it's not, some of it would be, but because it's all stuck mm-hmm. together, it's an absolute nightmare to recycle. Yeah, and what percentage of it is to be considered, you know? Yeah. At what percentage do you call it one thing rather than the other? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, so I think it can be very difficult. I don't know. I have to say, I do think I'm, I'm probably the first person in the world to describe ESG as like uh, getting rid of a Pringles container. Um. <laughs> the SEC used a much simpler fat-free milk metaphor. Okay, uh, which uh, I'm... Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Um, right yeah right so we have such a tight deadline that we're just on such levels of adrenaline right now um (laughs) what was your story today well let's face it this podcast is one massive adrenaline rush right (laughs) so uh anyway right so um what uh what am i talking about today so i actually thought i would talk about snapchat uh or snap really that's what it's Mm -hmm. you know proper name um they had a profit warning and uh clearly that's not 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 good news um I think that you know they. I mean, they're they're using the excuse. Well, I say the excuse. The explanation that everyone is using at the moment, um, uh, you know, about uh, about the fact that um, you know, rising inflation, uh, Ukraine war, um, and uh, and the other thing as well, which is particularly pertinent to them, is the changes in Apple's privacy policy as well. Um, so, uh, you know, actually, they I thought that they actually didn't do too badly initially from it. Um, mm. But uh, but it seems that it, now they have been affected by it. Um, this means that what they're going to be doing is they they are, um, you know, they but well, first of all, they are not going to be hiring or spending as much. They've not cut it. It's not a hiring freeze exactly, but a hiring suspended animation a slowdown anyway and uh the other thing as well is that they um you know they they've revised down their figures um for revenue and adjusted earnings as well so it's it's not you know it's not great news they don't have a really good outlook and you know apple's not going to change its privacy policy uh anytime soon because let's face it it face it it benefits apple quite a lot um Mm. so you know that's not going to happen um, Snapchat's the um, share price has fallen by eighty percent since its high in September last year. Um, now the thing is, you know, I've I, I suppose I've been always a bit sceptical about Snapchat, um, and I'm not just saying this now. I just, you know, I mean, I've said this when it was going off as well, but um, that I do think that it is a, it is kind of a one trick pony. Um, and, you kind of feel bad. I feel bad about it because Meta mm-hmm. just keeps stealing <laughs> its ideas as it does everyone yeah. else's. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. yeah. It's not like they lack good ideas. It's that they no. easily replicate it. No, and the thing is, they can't hide them either because once they're out there and they're popular, then immediately they, you know, they get they get taken by, let's say, Meta Meta platforms, for instance. So it is a nightmare. They are in a difficult situation at the moment. Um, and I don't see the, uh, I think the only way out is for them to innovate their way out and get something, you know, really good going on. But the problem is as soon as that happens, it gets, it gets nicked and copied. So I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's got what it's got. It's tried spectacles, God knows how many times. And I still don't, I still haven't seen anyone with them. Um, and yeah, in terms of those, you know, glasses that take photos, which look weird, mm-hmm. to be honest, um, certainly when you compare them to the Ray-Ban stories, which look like a pair of Wayfarers or whatever, you know, um, it's, it's totally different. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, um, 
I'm not I'm not too uh, too optimistic about snaps uh, a snap turnarounds. Uh, I think they need new ideas, new something, new something, because at the moment I think that they're just I, they're on the road to nowhere, in my opinion. Anyway, and that positive note. Um... Oh, that positive, yeah, that's right. Always <laughs> uplifting, always uplifting. Um, I yes, we've got to go on that note. Um, but um, just thank you, uh, of course, Apollonia, for your, you. for your insights and uh, the SEC and the the, e, uh, the SEC, the ESG, the the and anyway, and everything. Um, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much for um, listeners for listening in, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Many thanks. Bye.